0: You're listening to the Law Careers Net podcast, a monthly podcast providing you with everything you need to know about becoming a lawyer. Welcome back to the Law Careers Net podcast. We hope that you are all well and keeping safe inside. It's a very strange time and here at LCN, like many businesses, we are all getting used to remote working and the joys and frustrations of video calling. It's important to us that we keep you all as informed and updated as possible, which is why we're going to be continuing to record these podcast episodes and keep producing lots of editorial content across our site too. If you haven't seen it yet, we've launched our Coronavirus Information for Students page on Law Careers Net, which has all the details of what firms are doing, who is suspending their vacation schemes, for example, plus what's happening in universities and legal education. Keep your eye on that page as we'll be updating it regularly and I'll put the link in the podcast description. We're reporting on all the latest news as well, so head to our news section for that and make sure you're subscribed to the LCN Weekly Newsletter to get our regular emails on everything that's going on. And of course, follow us on social media for the most up-to-date information. So for this episode, a few weeks ago I sat down with Elizabeth Rimmer, who is Chief Executive of Legal Mental Health Charity Law Care. Lawcare works to promote and support good mental health and well-being in the legal community. Elizabeth and I spoke about how important it is for law students and junior lawyers to protect their mental health and what resources and information is out there. Obviously everything has changed a bit since we recorded this conversation but it's all still really relevant. After we play that clip I'm going to be back with some tips and advice about protecting your mental health more specifically during lockdown so stay tuned for that. And just a quick apology for the background noise you might hear during this conversation with Elizabeth, she was in our office recording with some colleagues and I managed to grab her for this chat but the room was a little bit echoey, it's all really good stuff though so keep listening. I'm here with Elizabeth Rimmer, who is the Chief Executive of Lawcare. Hi Elizabeth, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself and what Lawcare is and what it does?
1: Okay, so I'm the Chief Executive of Lawcare. We are a charity that support and promote good mental health and well-being throughout the legal community in the UK and Ireland. And we're here to support people who might be experiencing poor mental health or or problems with their well-being and provide that support. But we're also here to raise awareness about why mental health matters in the legal profession and really try and look at what we can do to prevent people um, from developing poor mental health in the first place.
0: And good mental health is obviously so important for absolutely everybody. But there is something to say about the legal profession um, kind of in particular. Why Why is it that, um, you know, aspiring lawyers and, and lawyers really need to consider their mental health?
1: I think there's a number of reasons for that, why it's important and people need to think about it. But uh, at a sort of starting point, there's quite a growing body of evidence that shows that lawyers have higher rates of stress, anxiety and depression when compared to others. And so the question is, why is that? And so there's been quite a lot of work done looking at the thinking styles of lawyers. So some of those traits that can help you be a great lawyer, if you don't manage them well, they can have an impact on your mental health. So things like perfectionism, um, being very self-critical, uh, rumination, overthinking and uh, analyzing things. There's a lot of negative emotion in law. Uh, lawyers often have to look for the worst case scenario and something to then advise their uh, clients appropriately as to how they're going to mitigate that. And when you couple that with a, a very competitive environment in the 24-7 culture that we're in, um, it almost creates a perfect storm for some of the issues that we see. And I think for people coming into the profession, I don't want to sound like a, a doom monger, but I think it's really important to understand that law can be pressured at times. And so if you understand your own mental health and what your triggers are, you um, It'll help you navigate that and also help you be the best lawyer that you can be. Because as as a lawyer, your mind is your greatest asset. You know, legal work requires clarity of mind and focus. So if you've got poor mental health, you're going to be less able, perhaps, to do good legal work because your mind isn't going to be working in, in its best way. So I think there's a real opportunity for people coming into the profession now that there's greater awareness about mental health. To really um, understand and learn about it so that they're prepared and they can get the most out of their legal careers.
0: Thinking about uh, law students uh, in particular, you know, when they're applying for firms and kind of before they get that training contract, you know, do you have any tips on how they can really protect their mental health during that kind of competitive and stressful application process?
1: I, I mean, I know it can be tough and it can be a lot of knockbacks if you're not getting those interviews and your applications are being rejected. So I think it's important to hang on to why you want to be a lawyer in the first place and and not lose sight of that motivation as to why you're here and why you're doing it. But I think probably really important is to talk to your careers advisor back at law school or your personal tutor and talk to them about what you're feeling and how you're experiencing it to get that sort of emotional support to help you get through what may be a period of knockbacks in the hope that eventually you will get to where you want to be. Um, and just because you get a few rejections along the way, it doesn't necessarily mean you are not good enough or you're not mm. going to make it. it. It can just be part of that process.
0: Resilience is so important, isn't it? Keeping going when you're, it, when you're a law student that's or it, aspiring to sort
1: of and, and it's not easy. It's not easy to bounce back from disappointment and rejection. But putting it in a, a bigger perspective and thinking, well, I'm at the beginning of this journey and... I may get some knockbacks, but I need to just keep on going and remind myself why I'm doing this and get support along the way um, talking to people. And if you find that you're getting more rejections than you were expecting is, again, you know, your um, law tutor or um, personal tutor might be able to give you some tips and pointers as, as to why you may not be getting the results that you want.
0: And once students have uh, got their training contract and they've uh, they've qualified, you know, there are kind of these whole systems of support out there in in law firms and in what you're doing to really help them kind of manage their mental health and manage their workload and manage their stress. Could you talk a bit more about, you know, how trainees and and NQs can find that support?
1: So I think it varies from firm to firm. So there's law care. So we run a telephone helpline. We also have web chat and confidential email for people to contact us about anything that's concerning them. And lots of resources on our website, but again, I think lots of firms now are putting in place things like mental health first aid um, training, specific programs for their for their new recruits on mental health and well being, and I think joining networks. There's lots of networks for junior lawyers, like there's a Junior Lawyers Division of the Law Society. There's young professional networks in London. I think it being part of those can really help. Uh, make that transition into practice because it's known from research that the um, American Bar Association did in 2016 that making the transition into practice is one of the most vulnerable time in your legal careers which is sort of expected in a way because you're mm. stepping up and taking on your responsibilities so I think the main thing is to really seek out that support um, talk to whoever's supervising you about anything that might be concerning you, if you're not clear about what you've been asked to do or you you feel you've made a mistake, is rather than sit on it, is to actually go and talk to somebody about it. Which can be hard because there's often that sense of, I don't wanna flag up that I didn't get this or I did it wrong for fear that they're gonna think I'm not any good. But it's way better to talk about that than to let it sit there and become a bigger problem. So I'd say it's really seek out that support and find out what your firm are offering. Um, And if they aren't doing anything, perhaps raise it with HR or a partner and say, you know, I think we could be developing some networks or further support for our junior lawyers.
0: I think there is this kind of uh, stigma in the profession that some firms, you know, you're going to have to work late hours, you're not going to have any social time, you're not going to have any downtime and you're going to, you know, work into the night and it's going to be really, really stressful. Um, But it doesn't have to be that way. And I think there's definitely this kind of growing awareness that, that isn't the best way to get the best quality work of work from from the lawyers. Um, so students should definitely, you know, be aware that you know things hopefully are changing kind of mm. in the profession. Have you noticed kind of any changes since you started doing this of kind of the awareness and attitudes towards mental health?
1: I think there's definitely a growing recognition and awareness about mental health in the workplace, not just in in law but across all sectors. But I think we do have a challenge in law around the working culture, so that long hours culture. They can make it hard to find downtime, particularly for junior lawyers um, where you can be working incredibly long hours. Um, it can be hard to say no to that. And I think that's a question that the profession really need to look at because we know from the evidence that um, working long hours is not good for your mental health because you don't have that time to do all of those things that help you stay in a good place. So I think it's... Um, important if if when you're looking at the kind of firm you want to work in is think about yourself, your own mental health, what your interests are. And if it's important to you to have that work-life balance and have time to do the things that you enjoy and spend time with your family and friends, then I think you need to think carefully about the kind of environment that you put yourself into um, and and think about that carefully. Because for the time being, although I think some firms are looking at that more closely, I think that long hours working culture is still endemic in law, and that is a challenge for us.
0: So it's definitely important to research the firms that you're applying to and find one that really kind of fits with what you want and your ethos and how you want to work. And
1: I think that's right. And I think that you've got to think about, yeah, exactly. What, What kind of person am I? What are my motivations? What's important to me? And, you know, have a good look at firms' websites and the opportunities to find out more about them, I guess, if open days and vacation schemes if you can get onto that and um, really make sure and when you go for the interview um, that that sort of culture fits with the sort of person you are because you it's tough anyway training to be a lawyer and it's even tougher if you're in an environment that you feel isn't right for you because that can be a really lonely and difficult place to be but that's easier said than done um, because there's a tendency to, to gravitate to perhaps um, the large firms for the sort of kudos and status that that brings. And there are lots of, and some people are really well suited to that environment. And I'm not saying for a minute that, you know, you shouldn't go there, but think about who you are and whether that's the right place for you. Because we certainly get calls on our helpline from people feeling that they're not in the right legal environment and they want to give up the law. This will be young lawyers. And what we always say is, you know, before making that decision to, to give it up, think well is it just i'm in the wrong type of firm should i be in or even in the wrong practice area you know what is it that really drives me and interests me and then try and see if you can find an opportunity down that road so law care you know is an organization that's been going for over 20 years and we've run a telephone helpline and it's a really safe place to talk about something that's bothering you and it's really hard to put your hand up and admit that you're struggling so if you feel you haven't got someone you can talk talk to either at Um, your college or university or in the workplace, then we are another port of call that you can call and speak to us in confidence. You know, we've been going for 20 years now, so we've listened to tens of thousands of people in the legal profession talk about issues that are concerning them. So there's very little that we haven't heard before. Um, So I would really urge you, if you're looking for support, to get in touch with us and to have a look at our website because we've got a lot of resources on there, all tailored for people. Working in the legal sector or training in the legal, legal sector with lots of top tips on sleep and well being and managing email, uh, how to manage the pressure of, of exams. So, we're really here to provide that support, and it's a free resource. So, I would encourage anybody um, who's interested in mental health to have a look at, at what we can offer.
0: A big thank you to Elizabeth for having that conversation with me. Make sure you take a look at the Law Care website as there are lots of resources on there for aspiring and junior lawyers. We also filmed a short video with her while she was in the office, so check out our YouTube channel as that's coming up later this week. It's worth pointing out as well that, as we've mentioned before on this podcast, researching a law firm's culture is extremely important before you apply to work there. So if you're keen to find a firm that has a proven track record for offering its lawyers a good work-life balance and that's important to you, then you need to conduct some thorough research which would include speaking to the lawyers who work there. That will give you a good idea of what the firm values and how it supports its employees' mental health and well-being. Check out episode 11 of the Law Careers Network podcast for more information on how to research a firm before applying. We've also recently released a video talking about work-life balance more generally in the legal profession, which features interviews from partners and trainees talking about what their firms are doing in this area. I'll link that in the description as well. While everything that Elizabeth spoke about is relevant for aspiring lawyers in general, perhaps more relevant is some advice on how aspiring lawyers can look after their mental health during lockdown. So, here are our four top tips. Number one, accept what you can't control. Although none of us could have imagined that this was going to be how we would be spending our spring this year, there is ultimately nothing any of us can do to change this situation apart from to stay at home and follow government guidelines on social distancing. As frustrating as that is, by accepting where we are and what we have to do, there are lots of positive things you can do with this time to research and build on your legal career. Which leads me to, number two, do what you can during this time. Look, I know we're not all going to feel productive or positive every single minute of the day, and that's okay, but there are plenty of things to be doing that will help in the long run and make you feel better about being stuck at home. In my recent article on LCN, I suggested useful activities such as tidying up your LinkedIn profile, sorting out and analysing your previous work experience so that you're ready to hit the ground running when it comes to making applications in the new year, and catching up with the latest legal and commercial developments. Setting aside some time every day or even every week to think about your legal career and do some research will help you to feel in control and productive during this time. Number three, keep in touch with friends and loved ones. Social distancing doesn't mean that we can't stay connected to our family and friends through the joys of technology and social media. Everybody's in the same boat, so make sure that you take the time to catch up and check in with those that you love. Plus, don't forget that your friends at university and maybe your course mates might also want some support, whether that's for online exam preparation, coursework or any concerns they might have about what's going on creating online communities for people to interact and share their worries and ideas might be a really nice way to stay in touch with people from university. And finally, number four, get outside. As we are still allowed to go outside to exercise once a day, use this opportunity to clear your mind and enjoy the fresh air. There are many proven benefits to exercise, of course, physical benefits, but also mental. Exercising can positively impact depression, anxiety, and ADHD. It can help relieve stress, make you sleep better, and boost your overall mood. Follow government restrictions on what types of exercise are allowed, and remember to stay two metres away from people outside of your household. Other ideas for staying productive and well during this time could include separating your workspace from your living space if you can, trying to establish a normal routine and working hours, and eating and sleeping at a regular time. If you have any tips on managing your mental health at this difficult time, let us know on social media. You can drop us a DM on Instagram or tweet us. And if you think that Law Net could be doing more to support you, then also give us a shout. We'd like to provide all the information and advice that you need. That's about it for us this episode. We hope you've enjoyed listening and have found it useful. If you're wanting to listen to some more law-related podcasts, my colleague Liv has put together a list of 15 podcasts that all law students should listen to, so you could get some ideas for further listening from that article. We'll see you next month. Stay safe, everyone.